G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Obesity used to be the scourge of my life, pretty much for most of my life. But now, having lost well over 25 kilos, that's more than 55 pounds, and kept it off, I've realised that the changes I made needed to be permanent ones. In other words, when you're on a good thing, stick to it. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to a different perspective as we take another look at living a healthy life to a ripe old age. These days, somewhere between one-half and two-thirds of the population of any country in the world that's adopted the so-called Western diet is struggling with their weight. That's an awful lot of people. And if you've been able to tune into the program over these last three weeks, you'll know that I've spent each day talking about this reality. Normally, on a different perspective, I look at emotional and spiritual issues, and that's great, that's important. It's important for us to work through the many stresses and challenges that we face in life. But I've deliberately, over these last few weeks, focused on our bodies, my body and your body, because it's the one body that we've been given. It's the only body we'll ever have on this earth, and way too many people are abusing it through the food they put in their mouths and the lack of physical exercise. I won't go through the stats again, but they are horrendous. Countless people are dying a premature death or living with sickness and disability needlessly because of their diet and lack of exercise. What I will say again, and forgive me if over the past few weeks you've already heard me say this before, but it is really, really important. What I will say again is the key thing that appears to be killing us is the sugar and refined carbohydrates in the Western diet. Today, for instance, in countries like Australia and Canada and the UK and the USA, and increasingly in many countries across Asia, Africa, the Middle East and South America that have adopted the Western diet, we are eating around 10 times the amount of sugar that we were eating in the mid to late 1800s. Back then in the UK, for instance, the average sugar consumption was around 7 kilograms or 15 pounds a year per person. Today, it's up around 70 kilograms or 150 pounds a year. Why? Because it tastes great. And the food companies who manufacture food have figured out that if they put lots of sugar in, people are going to buy more of it. Just as cigarettes are the delivery platform for addictive nicotine, so manufactured and processed foods are a delivery platform for addictive sugar. The objective is the same, to get us hooked so that we'll buy more. And if you don't believe me, Try and go without a sugar fix for a whole week. Not, not one bit of sugar in anything. You'll have to check every label very carefully and you'll see what I mean. And here is the dilemma that I want to share with you in this last program about health, diet and exercise. A series that I've called Healthy Living to a Ripe Old Age. And, and who doesn't want that, huh? It's a dilemma that millions of people are struggling with. It's a dilemma that I struggled with for about, let's see now, 50 years. When those of us who are overweight, and that's a past tense thing for me now, but when someone who's overweight goes on a diet, they struggle and struggle and they starve themselves and they go to bed hungry and they exercise and they lose something between a moderate amount and a significant amount of weight. Me, 
I lost over 20 kilograms more than seven times in my life. 20 kilograms is about 45 pounds. Each time it took me six to nine months of starving myself and going hungry. Can I tell you, it was really, really hard. I mean, as disciplined as I am, it was really hard. I used to go to bed with my tummy rumbling and say to my wife, I'm starving. If only I could have some sausages with onion and gravy and mashed potatoes. <laughs> it was so hard. And yet each time I'd put the weight back on again. I swore that I wouldn't, but I did. It's enough to make you cry. And I did. My friend, this has gone on the whole crash diet, overweight cycle for all of my adult life until three years ago. And the really frustrating thing is I blamed myself. I told myself that it was my fault because I was just being undisciplined. And come on, when you look at someone who's obese, you see them in the shopping mall or at the bus stop, you judge them, right? You think to yourself, how can they let themselves get that fat? That's what makes this whole overweight obesity thing so diabolical, not only from a health perspective, but from an emotional perspective. I felt so bad about myself because I just couldn't keep the weight off. And let me tell you, it's that guilt that the advertisements for every diet, fad and plan and product under the sun tap into. It's that guilt that has the personal fitness industry booming. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, even in a small country like Australia with just 23 million people. And yet despite all the personal trainers, all the diets, all the protein shakes, all the diet clubs and plans and all the magazines that are sold with the latest Israeli army diet or whatever it is, People in countries that have adopted the Western diet are becoming inexorably fatter. Hello? Is something not working here or what? Not only could I not keep the weight off, but the same was and is true of 99% of all those who are prone to being overweight or obese. And the reason is you can't spend your whole life swimming against the tide. See, people who are naturally thin simply can't understand what it's like any more than I can understand what it's like to be an alcoholic. My problem wasn't a lack of discipline. My problem was that I was always hungry. I would get to about four o'clock in the afternoon and I'd be completely ravenous. My appetite was demanding that I put food in my mouth and so I did. It took me 50 long, hard years of my life on the yo-yo diet thing to discover that discipline wasn't the answer. As I said to you, you simply cannot swim against the tide the whole of your life. You can go against your appetite for a few weeks or a few months, that's what dieters do, but you can't do it for your whole life. The answer is not discipline and self-control. The answer, my friend, is getting your appetite back into the finely tuned balance that God created it to be in. Obesity was a rarity at the beginning of the 20th century. Now it's an epidemic. That change correlates with the development of the Western diet high in refined carbohydrates like sugar and white flour and white rice. So in desperation, I listened to some people whom many in mainstream medicine considered to be, well, loonies. People like Robert Atkin and, and the whole Duke and diet thing and many others who said fat is not the problem in your diet. It's the refined carbohydrates that we're eating these days that we weren't eating a century ago when there was almost no heart disease and almost no type 2 diabetes and almost no obesity and almost no strokes. So I took the plunge. I, I removed the refined carbohydrates and not only did I lose a stack of weight, 25 kilograms, but now that I've lost the weight, and it's been a few years now, I'm not putting it back on again.
See, refined carbohydrates make you hungry. They keep you hungry and they make you eat more because they mess with your appetite control system. Remove them from your diet to the greatest extent possible and you just stop being as hungry. Now, when I lost the weight, I could have introduced some sugary things, some white bread, some pastries and chips back into my diet, but I didn't. You know why? Because they're addictive. And before you know it, you're eating more of them because they make you hungry and you put the weight back on again. Next to accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour and then marrying my beautiful wife, Jackie, can I tell you, this is the next most profound change in my life. It's that big. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I'm alert. I feel good about myself. Just because I removed those refined carbohydrates, particularly the sugar, from my diet, it's that big for me. And that's why I've spent these last three weeks on the program telling you about it. You need never ever go on a diet again. Do this one thing for me. Just try it. Remove the refined carbohydrates, sugar, white flour, rice, potatoes, pasta, nothing else, and your appetite reduces. It's that simple. And hey, when you're on a good thing, stick to it. There have been so many fad diets, lotions, potions promoted as the holy grail of weight loss and health down through the years that honestly, it's easy to imagine that the things we're talking about on the program in this series, Healthy Living to a Ripe Old Age, is just another one of those. It's not. It's the best science available to us today, and it works. Okay, be sceptical, that's good. So don't just believe me. Have a listen to Professor Tim Noakes, one of the world's leading authorities on weight loss today. I managed to record a TV interview with him a little while back, and you can watch that interview online at 25kgs.com. It's that easy, 25kgs.com. It runs for about 25 minutes or so, and honestly, what Professor Noakes has to say is a complete game changer. So if you've been struggling with your weight all your life, or perhaps someone you know, Go to 25kgs.com and watch the interview. With all my heart, I believe that God wants you to live a healthy life to a ripe old age. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.